tuned into Black Hollywood Live, the world's first digital broadcast network devoted entirely to urban entertainment and pop culture. Tune in right now. Hey! Hey! And we're back! Welcome back, everybody. What's up? Welcome to Black Twitter. Welcome to Black Twitter, the live-ish show on Black Hollywood Live. I'm just saying. Um, I'm just backing her up. I mean... (laughs) That's what we're here for. That's what we're here for. Jamie's back up. No, no, no. no, Jamie's no. Up. It's a team. Hey. <laughs> there's no I in team. Like I got my cup. But there's an Emmy in that. Ooh. You guys don't know. You guys don't know where I'm talking about if you saw the uh, memorial today. Up, but yeah. we're gonna get into so much today. First off, my name is Jamie Gray, and I am not alone. I got some awesome co-hosts. Not backup. Introduce yourselves. <laughs> hey guys, it's me, Sierra Stafford. Glad to be back. What's up, y'all? It's your boy Jay Lamar in the building. What's poppin'? All right, and you just logged into Black Twitter. All right, guys. So it's we we had to take a little break. Last week was Memorial Day, um, so that's why we weren't there. Wasn't it? President's Day. President's Day. <laughs> One of the American holidays. Oh my word. Charge it to my head and not my we heart. Mabel. It's okay. You know, it was one of them. Like, uh, like down below, if this happened, because I do that all the time. Like, is it Columbus Day? Was it, you know, which one? Um, but anyway, so Rocky is also not able to make it tonight. She's doing big things. She is hosting this dope panel for this Black Love event. So shout outs to her. I'm sure she'll be back next week. Um, but again, Today, so many topics. The the first one I want to get into is Lonnie Love, who's been getting a lot of heat for I'm mean, really like every month, it seems like with her. <laughs> Seriously. And no. I know Sierra has a breakdown on all of that. So Sierra, what's going on? So if you know, um a few years ago we all know that Tamar used to be as part of Cast of the Real. And it was a lot of backlash, like, you know, Lonnie and some of the other castmates got her kicked off the show. To this day, I don't know if we really know what's the truth, but I may have some truth today. Okay. Um, so, um, they just celebrated. So, the real, they just celebrated their 1,000th episode. So, congrats to them for that. So, they celebrated their 1,000th episode. And in the midst of them, you know, celebrating, Lonnie decides to mention that in her words. She goes, I do want to say something. You know, I want to say to Tamar Braxton, you are still our sister. This is your 1,000th episode, too. So, Lonnie uh. took that little time to, you know... T- she gave a little shout out to Tamar on the show and um, of course it arose some things to happen of course after that <laughs> so we have um, Cookie Hall who is a um, Love's ex-friend and a comedian and a writer and she told the viewers that um, basically that Lonnie did have something to do with why Tamar is not on the show anymore and basically said that in quote that Lonnie felt like she wanted to be the only ghetto girl on the show wow so um Basically, so what I what I just re- uh, read to you about what Lonnie said, Tamar responded, which I was glad she did because I didn't really know if she did or not. And so Tamar responds and she goes, here's the thing. I don't want to be anybody's marketing tool this season. No shade, <laughs> but I wish everybody well. Mm. I just feel like sometimes God has to move you out of situations before you become more toxic to yourself. Facts. What if I was in a situation where I was doing the Braxtons and it's very stressful and then I'm doing this other show where people are being catty behind my back? What kind of person would I be right now sitting on this couch? I wouldn't be focused. Mm. I wouldn't be ready for my transformation. I wouldn't be ready for my elevation. And that's why I got to go. I got I got to be up I got to be on the up and up. So mm. she had a very classy response, but I was proud of Tamar for that. But retweet. Um, yes, retweet <laughs> for real. But you know, after hearing, you know, what Lonnie had to say, Tamar's response, and then, you know, Cookie who's saying, you know, well, kind of backing up that Lonnie did have something to do with it. What were you guys' thoughts? 
I mean, first of all, um, this this cookie lady who we, you know, I think a lot of us didn't know who she was because she was more so behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. She was kind of helping Lonnie with her jokes, which is great. I think that, you know, she helped Lonnie with her career. Lonnie helped her with hers. It's just the first thing that comes to my mind is why is all of this information coming out now? now mm-hmm. yeah. You know, and, and it's there's nothing wrong with delayed um, information as far as her letting us know, but... It's almost like, is there some sort of interior, uh, ulterior motive as to why you're saying all these things about Lonnie, who used to help you, you know, let's be real, you know, get a check. Mm -hmm. So I just think it's really interesting. You just wonder what what her true intentions were. Mm -hmm. Um, And sometimes we, I think Lonnie has come off a bit shady when it comes to Tamar. Mm -hmm. So some of this does not come off as surprising. It's just, all of this is still allegedly, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, And I I wonder also, but this is this just good for ratings for them? Because it's, you know, you got Amanda Seals on the panel. Uh, Maybe this is just bringing more uh, attention to their their show. I hope not, because Tamar said I'm not a marketing tool. I think that for for (laughs) me... I definitely think that, first off, the dynamics of the show changed when Tamar left. For sure. It definitely seemed like, I feel like everybody stepped it up um, because they they needed to fill that void that Tamar brought to the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I do feel like Lonnie mentioning that, honestly, y'all know how I feel sometimes about Lonnie. I do think it was a pure moment. I think it was a moment of, okay, yes, Tamar, like, we included you in the clips. We wanted you to be a part of this. You, <clears throat> this is your thousandth episode, too. Um, but I want Lonnie to own the fact that you are a part of the reason why Tamar left. So you like, believe she is? Absolutely. Ab- when know. Tamar left, <laughs> look how Lonnie just transitioned to that seat of, like, I'm the boss. And y'all, yeah. even she, she always kind of had that seat, though. I don't She know. She was always kind of like the, the she mediator. Acted as though, she acted as though she had that seat. But I think the star was Tamar. Tamar was the moderator. Before Lonnie was. I don't think that Lonnie's a star, though. I don't think she takes yeah. over what Tamar did. Her personality. Too, they're they, no, two, I, they're different, two different yeah. hosts. No, no, but, I feel like in Lonnie's head, she's like, when she mentions the show, y'all, during interviews, she always says, like, I. Like, I started the real, or my or my show. It's like, anytime she speaks of the real. I think it's, you know, I, well, I think, one, I think she is considered as, like, the lead host. You know, someone always, like, kind of moderates. She in the center I think seat. She, she's in the center seat for a she, She's a moderator yeah. now, so yeah, So she, yeah. she is a moderator. I think she kind of had that, but I think also Lonnie always wanted her own show. So Absolutely. I think, you know, she's maybe in that kind of situation where she's wanting to make that transition. Kind of like, I mean, it happens. Charlamagne and the Breakfast Club. There's going to be a day where he is not going to be on that show. Yeah. yeah. But do I see the same for Lonnie? Do people uh, gravitate towards her like that? I don't know. Because I see Jeannie Mai, mm-hmm. Tamara Mori, and um, Adrian Bailon Houghton. They all have their own channels on YouTube. And I think it's called Ken. Mm-hmm. And I watch all of them. I'm so subscribed, I'm subscribed yes, to all so of them. Do, yeah. And I'm like, Lonnie, you don't have one. They're all about bettering themselves and losing weight, and it's not to body shame, but it's like Lonnie does not show that she wants to like better herself, that she could be in a relatable way. She just makes these corny jokes that kind of fall flat, yeah. and that does that's not a knock to her character or to her craft, mm-hmm. but it's just what we see on the outside. I think at. that she <clears throat> is the least relatable on the show. If I had to pick somebody to connect with, I can see how I can connect to a Tamara, connect to a Genie, connect to a Adrian. Even connect, even Amanda. Even connect yeah, to Amanda. Yeah. Um, Lonnie is just like the only thing that kind of makes her relatable is her story of her being an engineer and then jumping to jumping to the entertainment industry. Mm-hmm. But that also that's she only sh- she only shares very little information with us. Like she shares like little stuff with us to try to make her seem relatable. But still, it's like it seems like a stretch. Like, did y'all watch last week's show when she mentioned the fact that she was on a date with a guy and like he pulled out a gun? 
Oh, wait, she not I don't think I saw that one. Was oh, that yeah. Lonnie? That was Lonnie. She said she put out a gun. She was on a date with a guy. And she asked what he did for a living. And he said, you know, I rob people. And she thought he was what? joking. And he put out a gun and was like, yeah, I just rob people. And I was like... She just she's, that was she's, a, that was she a says stretch, a lot of sis. off the wall things. Yeah, yeah I was like that was a stretch. And I have to say, yeah, because like lately I have been seeing more. Because you remember last time we talked about, it, I was kind of like I was kind of like on the back end about it. But I have been seeing more, and she does give me that vibe, like of like it kind of it's not rubbing me right. I don't know what it is, but yeah. it's not rubbing me all the way right and genuine like the other co-hosts make me feel on the right. show. Absolutely. And I do have to agree with you and say like. I, for me, honestly, I felt like when she said that, because I actually seen the scene, I will show her the clip, but we can't show the clip, but mm-hmm. when I watched it, I felt like, I mean, for her to give Tamar that credit, I mean, because Tamar was a part of the first few episodes it was, so I feel like, you know, she probably genuinely did give her that credit, but another part of me was like, what made you want to say that? Like, this was that, like, pre-told to say that? Like, did you, like... It just, or guilt? Yeah, exactly. It, it just, me too, like, I want to know what made I you want to say guilt. that. Not saying, you know, thank you for giving Tamar her credit, but, we, I mean, we all know she was a part regardless, so you yeah. don't have to really say it, but... I, def- I think, I think you know. guilt had a lot to do with that. I definitely think it was, it was guilt, a part of it, but I do think it was genuine. I think it was like, let me yeah. mention this, because yeah. Tamar is a part of the history of The Real, and I wish that... Like other shows, when when people leave and they have big episodes like that, they bring those people back. You yeah. know, so I, I wish she would have came back and sat at the table. I don't it think Tamar would want to come back. Yeah, I no, don't think so I, even if she got the invitation, I don't think she would take it. And that's <laughs> I, I, I completely agree. That's Tamar's ego. But I I wish that she would have came back and sat at the table. Like it would kind of mm-hmm. make it interesting. It would. We would love to see it. And somehow I also mentioned that they would love to see them go on uh, a red table, Jada, just to have her money oh, in uh, wow. Tamar. I was like, y'all, but I do have That's a tweet. That's a good idea. That is a good idea. But I do have a tweet from the Brooke Ash, and she goes, I don't know how I truly feel about this cookie haul lady exposing Lenny <laughs> Love for getting Tamar fired off the reel. But I will say, Tamar is death vindicated because she said it all along. Mm. Yeah. So I mean, people she are leaning did. towards I just want to say, I really just personally feel for Tamar in this situation because, like I said, I'm, I'm kind of upset that we're talking about this again. Um, and I feel and like... And this ain't the end of it, sis. It's, it's probably not. And I just feel like if I was Tamar, I would hate to be keep, keep reliving this moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I really just feel for Tamar. I really hope this is the last time we talking about this because I'm personally sick and tired of hearing about it. <laughs> but, you know, best wishes to the real and the cast and, you know, and Tamar. Yes, best best wishes to them. I mean, <laughs> and it's so much controversy surrounding that, but there's even more controversy surrounding Dwayne Wade. He has kind of been going on this tour, um, talking about his child's sexuality and transition. And uh, Jay Lamar has so much more on that. So Jay Lamar, what's what's spill it? Y'all get what's ready, this? get ready for this tea. It's good. It's piping. <laughs> it's pure. So former NBA star Dwayne Wade and actress Gabrielle Union publicly announced that their 12-year-old daughter, Zaya, formerly known as Zion, has recently come out as a trans. Um, uh, um, Dwayne Wade went on Ellen to break this news. He said, we are proud parents of an LGBTQ plus community person. Um, we love our daughter and we support our daughter. Um, so many celebrities, once he made that statement, so many celebrities reached out for their support, such as Cardi B, Tracy Ellis Ross, Timberland, Gabrielle Sudebay, Jordan Woods, Kerry Washington, Jamie Foxx, and a couple of other great celebrities. There also there were some celebrities that kind of gave uh, Dwayne Wade some backlash. Lil Boozy, Young mm-hmm. Thug. Um, and it really, really, it, I feel like it divided people Um because you have this father who's supporting his child, um, and then you have this group of people who, to me, seemingly 
I didn't know had hatred towards anybody in the LGBTQ community, but mm-hmm. all of a sudden this hatred has arise because a celebrity, you know, allowed his son his son to be his daughter now and walk in her truth. Um so we'll go to some of the tweets before we get into the conversation about this. Um it's a very to me it's a very sensitive topic. Um only because I am a proud member of the LGBTQ plus community and I know what it feels like to be a young kid and not really know what to identify myself as. Um, So I can say before I start with the tweets that I am very proud of Zaya and I commend her for walking in her truth um, because it takes such courage. And if she has courage at 12 years old to walk in this truth, I'm excited to see what the rest of her life will look like. Um, So let's take it to some of the tweets from um, Black Twitter. Um, So the trio AC says, why men who see their kids twice a year trying to tell D-Way how to raise kids? (laughs) No, they're not twice a year! (laughs) Wow. Uh, Which, I can be honest, you know, we're honest on this panel, I've seen a lot of black men who who don't take care of their children. Um, who have minor, who have minute relationships with their baby mom and their their children, comment on this situation and the way this man raised his children. Yeah, I, and I think that it's it's absolutely preposterous. You know, even let's look at Young Thug's tweet. So Young Thug tweeted, um, "Wait one second. He said, "All I want to know to D Wade's son is, God don't make no mistakes. But hey, live yourself, live your true self." That was, once again, that was a statement. To me, that was a dig, um, a big dig. Um, But then you have celebrities, like I said, like Kerry Washington, who says, Zaya, speak your truth and live your truth. Um, So before we get into other tweets, I'm going to take it to the panel. Um, My question for you guys is, what are your thoughts on this particular topic, but also the topic of a 12-year-old walking in their truth and wanting to transition from one gender to the gender that they feel like they are. So I know the main backlash that, that came from this was the fact that of his age and how he was 12 years old. And I actually talked to my aunt about this. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, you know, he is very young. But I feel like the way <clears throat> society is nowadays, the way mm-hmm. social media is, how big it is compared to when we were 12 years old, mm-hmm. when our parents were 12 years old, it's very different. It's very, very influential. Mm-hmm. They're exposed to way much more. They see much more. Especially you have a, a celebrity parent you're in the spotlight more. So I feel like Although he is 12, I'm not surprised that he feels the way he feels because he's been exposed to that in this type of new generation that we're in. Yes. So, I mean, it's kind of like he's 12, but, I mean, look at the world we live in now. You know, anybody Mm -hmm. can be exposed to anything sooner than we expect versus, you know, how we were. So, that's how I feel about, you know, the whole age part. Um and the well, only thing I take out of this, because I really don't want to put my two cents in about, you know, how they parent. Um, I don't... I'm with uh, some people. I don't. That's not my place. It's not my business. This their mm-hmm. household. How you raise? I want to say I do. Uh, I'm glad they support him. Mm-hmm. But I want to say I. The only thing I don't like about that people always say is you know when someone makes a comment. Oh, um, you must be secretly gay, or you're, tr- or you homophobic, or you transphobic. And I feel like if someone's making an opinion about something, whether they should be giving it or not, that doesn't make them hate gay people. Or doesn't make me secretly want to be gay. Or I just feel like they're just, I just talking. Feel like- I respect what you're saying in that regard. To me, it's a terminology that you use. Yeah. Um, a lot of celebrities could have, Boozy could have simply said, as a parent, I wouldn't do that for my oh, children. Oh, well, yeah, somebody, yeah, they were just talking. But to me, like, was... when you use derogatory terms, yeah. um, 
and say certain things, I think that, yes, that makes you look like you're transphobic or homophobic. But I think it's a verbiage that you use. You can completely disagree with something that somebody does, but you don't have to down talk them for them walking in their truth. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I'm not, yeah, I'm not supporting because, I mean, you know, even it was a lot of backlash negatively said, but I'm just talking Mm -hmm. about like, you know, once you go on Twitter, just seeing like random people just saying, oh, you secretly want to be gay. You secretly must be gay. You know, I'm just like, y'all, like, come on, stop. But, you know, um, I just want to say, you know, that's like I said, that's on Dwayne and Gabby, how they feel, how they want to treat him. Like I said, um, the whole age thing, I'm not surprised. You know, it's, it, he is young, but it's kind of like you know. I mean, look at the world we live in today. So I'm yeah. not, I'm not surprised that he felt like exposed to that or whatever his reasons was behind it. So I don't know. Um, I mean, a couple things. So with Lucy, I have no expectation to, I have no expectation of him to have a. Um, an intelligent opinion on right, it. Right, right. I do think he's homophobic. He's said that before. Mm-hmm. So, of course, his homophobia is going to transfer into his transphobia. It's not something that he fully understands yet. And I don't expect him to. So, it's like, I just, I expect the foolishness from him. Yeah. Right. Um, as far as Dwayne Wade and this whole kind of, I, I call it a tour. He's done more multiple interviews talking about his child's sexuality. And I just, I, I feel weird about it talking about a 12-year-old's sexuality or their transition yeah. why are we even talking about it why do you feel so comfortable to do that i don't think it's anything that we needed to know right now yep. he could have waited until he was in high school or co- until the child was in high school or college and i also feel like um with the whole lgbtq plus community with the trans community that was not there was no attention really brought to it like that until maybe 2018 because ever since pose now everyone's talking about trans um, people and trans mm-hmm. right. Now gay people are starting to support them because even Pose has brought it up where gay people did not support trans the people. The T as within much the either. LGBTQ community is a silent. Exactly. The T and the B are silent. So that's, that's why I'm like, it's, 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 we're bringing light to it now, but do I feel like we need to be talking about. Um, a 12 year old and their sexuality or what age is, is uh, the right age I just feel like let that child still live out their childhood because literally like that um, I, I saw something where um, Cardi B had started talking about it and it's like Zaya could be really sensitive what if she is reading all of this hearing about this because Dwayne Wade is putting this out there about her transition mm-hmm. and what if she does want to change her mind Boosie is right about that she's 12 Yeah, I you think, know I think that where a lot of people screw up the misconception of this in particular is he did not state her sexuality. Sexuality is who you prefer. He did not say his daughter preferred to be with a man. Sexuality had nothing to do with it. He said, basically, my daughter was picking her gender. So but she th- can change her mind on, on if oh, she wants to I, do oh, that. Yeah, absolutely. It's something that she's in control. It's her I truth. Wonder if and that is still... But, but I think that sexuality has nothing to do with gender. You have people I think that change... It does. You have people like, uh, uh, what's his name, uh, Bruce Jenner, who changed his, changed his oh. gen- gender, but still dated women. So his sexuality is still, quote-unquote, straight. But how you express yourself you is gender. also your sexuality. It's not just who you're into. It's a, your it's a part of how you express yourself, but... At 12 years old, he's not talking about his sexuality. He's talking about gender. It's two different things. Like, just because somebody comes out and say, I want to be a man, does not mean that they want to date other men or date other women. It's just who and they and identify as. And that's as. fine. And that's the thing. Even Boosie said, it's okay if he's... Uh, and he said he. He said it's okay if he's, if, if he's gay. You know, let him be gay. But mm-hmm. don't chop his... You know, thing off. And, that's, and I feel like that was see, too that, much. Which that I want to ask, much. where did that part come from? Because I didn't hear Dwayne, Dwayne Wade talk that's about what I'm that saying. part. The, right. spe- the specificities of sexuality and him changing his uh, gender physically was never discussed. Yeah, I and I think that that at a, at 12 years old, I don't think that that he's mentally 
even talking to him or talking to her about that. I think the conversation is you want to be a, you want to be a girl. Let's you be a girl. And then the specifics of changing herself it will come probably at later ages. I don't think it's going to come at 12. I don't if think it th- does still come. Because I'm just saying, like, with this backlash, like, <clears throat> it's not often that you see a trans child where everyone knows their business about them transitioning. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could affect all of that. And, and I have a question. Do y'all think that uh, Gabrielle Union has anything to do with this as far as the mes- message? Now, let me talk about forth? this. Okay, so his mom, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, her mom... Um, reportedly is upset with this entire transition. Mm -hmm. I went to her mom's uh, Instagram page, looked at the comments on the page. A lot of the comments were, girl, go get your son from, uh, go get your son from Gabrielle. Uh, uh, She's turning him out. Uh, Gabrielle is influencing this. And I was like, Mm. no, this, this beautiful child is walking in her truth. Like, what is the biggest issue about a child walking in their truth? I did not come out as gay until I was 19 years old. I was 17 when I had my first interaction with the male. But as a, at 12 years old, we all can relate. At 12 years old, society was not what it was today. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, exactly. It's far more advanced. These 12 years old, 12 mm-hmm. year olds, mentally are where we were at 17 and 18. Yep. Yeah, they're having sex and everything. Especially yep. a child that is being raised by a multimillionaire. Two of them. Two of them. Her mentality is far is she's very intelligent. She's an intellectual. She's getting things that we didn't get at twelve years old. So she's very much so aware of who she is. And I like the fact that, that Dwayne Wade said that he reached out to people around him, like the cast of Pose and other people to better understand what what, what it's gonna take to successfully raise a trans child. So here's it. I'm all for, if, if she wants to make that transition, sure. Do we need to know about this? Is this our business? Should Dwayne Wade be even bringing attention to this? Should he have waited? Yes. I agree. I, That's what I was going to say. I, I think, think that I don't think the spotlight that they are in, they have to put light on it themselves and create the narrative because if they allow the media to create the narrative... That's going to break down. But the does Zaya have? A, I have a question. Does Zaya have any social media? Probably. I couldn't, I couldn't find it. Probably, couldn't probably find has a fence. Because okay, because mm-hmm. I was going to say if because I maybe feel like you know maybe they want to say something because maybe he wants to come out and they start posting things and we're kind of like, hey, what's going on with him? So, but it's kind of like I feel like with his age, you know, there's a lot of things with consent and things of that nature. It could have been nurtured a little bit more closely to home. Uh, because but how, because, how do you do that when you're a celebrity? He's a and she I would is hope a celebrity that also child. That, um, Dwayne Wade would have spoken with the, with Zaya's uh, biological. Oh, I, 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 Not think, oh, I thought you meant just have him Zaya with him, but yeah. I mean that that too, but it's just like for me, I'm like, why why do you feel the need to talk about your 12 year old transitioning? Because I, you, like even with EJ Johnson, who's not trans, but he is very out and he's very mm-hmm. flamboyant. He's, queer. he's very queer. We're just Shaq, but it's like he we didn't really know about EJ until he's he was in his teens, and so yeah. I like that we he kind of minded his own business, and so now it's like people let him live. I, we should not have to hear about someone talk about a 12-year-old. You know what I mean? But why when they're in the spotlight? The moment that Dwayne Wade would have taken a picture with his daughter with nails on or her hair up in a ponytail, social media would have went crazy. So he's like, let me create my narrative now for me and right. my daughter. Yeah, that's the only And thing. then let y'all can have it. Y'all can have what it is. Yeah, that I mean, was why I said that. I just think the, the derogatory, I I think the derogatory comments are inappropriate. Like, I do agree with what you said. That's their household. That's the way they're choosing to raise their daughter. I 100% support it. 
I support it. This topic is very near and dear to my heart. If you want to continue the conversation, hit me up on Instagram because I love talking <laughs> about it. But Zaya, I support you. I love you and I wish you nothing but the best and you're yes. going to be the best. And you're going to pave the way for a lot of trans children. Yes, Keep doing your thing, boo. We definitely wish her the best. Um, and we also wish the best for the family of rapper Pop Smoke. Um, now, last week we did hear that he was uh, shot and killed in a Hollywood Hills home. Now, this um, this house actually belongs to the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills star Teddy Mellencamp. Um, I don't watch the show, so forgive me if I pronounce her last name incorrectly. Uh, but her and her husband actually own the home, mm-hmm. and uh, Pop Smoke was renting out the home for himself. And so, from what we're what we're being told um let's see here so it looks like he was he was found dead um shot by maybe uh four suspects who have actually not been found yet one of them was wearing a mask and he ran around the uh, the back side of the home while the other three kind of waited from the front as soon as all of them left they left empty-handed so at first we heard that this was um an armed robbery but nothing was stolen or that it was at a party we were hearing all of these things um he was shot in the torso and by the time that he was uh sent to the hospital he was pronounced dead and it's just it's it's very sad i think the first thing that I thought about was, because I know we've talked about his music, uh, but when I heard that he w- was shot dead, I was really shocked, because I'm like, wait, like, was this a target? Was it someone, like, in a gang? Like, what what was it? But I, from what we're hearing, it could have been what he was posting on social media, which is why we have to be so careful. Sometimes, subconsciously, we post things, we don't realize how it can lead people to where we are. Mm-hmm. So he was kind of posting um, things about <clears throat> gifts that he got from the rental house, um, and it showed the address. Um, he also was posting a picture in front of the house with the car, and it also showed part of the address on the house as well. And so we're thinking that people were informed about his whereabouts, and that's how they found Well, he the had house. a party, too, and they posted the address. Right. Party. So, oh so all these things, the party, social media, and I think that kind of just led him as an open target. Did y'all see the video that TMZ posted of the shooting? Mm-hmm. It, what it was, do you, what it, do you mean of the shooting? So, Why TMZ got everything? They apparently, do. like, the three guys that were at the front gate, I don't know if they had somebody, they had somebody on the ground or whatever, but as soon as the gate opened, that person went to the ground, and they shot right at, I mean, only shot like two or three times at Pop Smoke, and then they hit it. Yeah. So it looked like it was very much so, like, a targeted Target. attack. Yeah. Like, and they're saying that it was targeted. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, let's see here. Also, they're saying that like the house alarm was never turned on. So, it's like there was just no, nothing that no one could have been alerted that at people were years trespassing. Old, you don't 20. even think... And a lot of people, at twenty years old, you don't even think about your you don't think about your safety. And he's young. He's you like, he's younger than yet. all of us. He's like yeah. brand new millennial. Yeah. Millennial, you know, like and, social media is still everything to them. He wants to floss. And I remember he had a um, recent interview with Angie Martinez mm-hmm. where he was saying, you know, you got to really just watch the people around you because people are fake. Hmm. And it's just really sad. It was really eerie watching that interview. I want to show a picture from Nicki Minaj. Um, it's not from Twitter, but it's actually from Instagram. And I wanted to post this because what she said I thought was very profound. And um, pretty much um, with the picture, she said that uh, the Bible tells us that jealousy is as cruel as the grave. Unbelievable. Rest in peace, Pop. And I I think it is pure Mm -hmm. jealousy. He stated in his interview, he's young. He's handsome. This boy, he was handsome. And he's so young. He has a lot of hits. Had a lot of hits. We were playing Dior yes. one time before our show, guys. And 
to have all this happen, it's just really crazy. The family is going to be holding a private gathering in Brooklyn. Um, what are you guys' further thoughts on this? What do you th- yeah. do you feel like <clears throat> it was someone that knew him that wanted him gone, or do you feel like it was just some crazy fan who wanted to start a riot? Not- in the, oh, go ahead. In the beginning, when I was because you know, like when somebody dies, you know, it's always these allegations. Everybody got their two cents. So I was like, okay. Right. Let me just wait and wait. I'm not going to say nothing. Mm-hmm. But you know, I kept seeing the whole jealousy thing, the whole jealousy thing, which is very much so true. So after like you know seeing everything hearing more of the story I do feel like it was more of a target um mm-hmm. yeah. I don't think a fan would do something like that I'm not saying it's not possible but I'm just I don't think it was from a fan I feel like it was very much so someone who was not happy with his success because he was yeah. climbing he was starting to climb quick, quick. and right. as, if you look up other pictures he was around other big name celebrities like Snoop Dogg McMill you Quavo. know so he was getting the yeah he was getting the the you know the praise that he deserved because he had some good songs so I do feel like it was a target hit and then someone also mentioned that you know people move to Hollywood from wherever they're from to get away from this mm-hmm. and, and look it followed him Yeah, and I feel like like that more than anything broke my heart because jealousy is real. Um, <clears throat> I feel like you know, I say this all the time. I feel like people watch myself all the time just to be nosy, yeah. but you're not supporting the thing. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like jealousy is real. It is. It's very scary because yeah. especially for people that always show love, don't do nothing but support, have genuine, you know, you know, um, concerns for you, and then you know, jealousy can just do stuff like this. So and you can't it's, help it. And you I, can't help I it. I feel like people aren't so that groomed to be um, public figures. When it when it just happens, it's like you're not groomed to not to protect yourself. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. groomed to show out and show off. And I think that I look at people like you know I think they could look at Diddy kids. And I think that his kids like kind of show what they have in a very like tasteful and like minimal way because I believe that he has taught them like this is what you show the public. This is what you don't show the public. Yeah. Right. Um, but the a new celebrity that's a new face. He's probably the biggest name in his family and stuff like that. Making honest you mistakes. Stunt. Yeah, you, you want to stunt. Applause. And yeah. and it's like you thinking about it, it's like there's nothing wrong with it, but then at the same time it's like you have to be so cautious when you step into a, a spotlight mm-hmm. and people are envious. That's so- Even Kim Kardashian, like that whole um robbery where they kind of kidnapped her, that that was very real and very scary. Yeah. So it just kind of shows, you know, it sucks, but you have to be very cautious and some not everyone's gonna be happy for you. And yeah. I do want to mention too, because I also see someone said we and we talked about this on our show about, you know, uh the baby when you know he got outraged for punching somebody before, you know, mm-hmm. posting him when he's another post him. Somebody said, now y'all see why the baby got so upset because he was with his child and he didn't want to buy another he was and I was like, this that was like this should be a prime example why celebrities don't play about their safety the way they did. Not saying, yeah. you know, that his reaction was okay, but I'm just saying like it kind of makes you do things like I mean he had a good point, especially if he was with his child at that moment too. Anything could happen. And I'm pretty sure he got people that's jealous and envy of him. So, oh, for sure. so it's yeah, it's sad. Y'all yeah. keep your third eye open. Always watch your back. Always. Um, and you know, and it's sad. So many, so many sad things have been happening. Um, if you all did watch today, the Kobe and uh, Gianna Bryant memorial service was today. It was a. I mean, how do I even describe this uh, service? You definitely will will be emotional. There was not a dry eye. Definitely a tearjerker. Uh, Vanessa Bryant. I have to the strength of that strong. Moment. I have to commend her. The the grace that you saw over her. her 
her her strength. She was just so bold. And as soon as she walked up on the podium, the first thing I thought was, she's not wearing sunglasses. How is she I here? said the same you thing. Know, I said her like, eyes are out. No, yeah, I was thinking how she's a speaking. I mean, like, woman. honestly, I feel like when it comes to this, you have to speak. Because I know for me, like, not making it about me, I'm just trying to, like, make a point. I know, like, I spoke at my mom's funeral. And it was like, I felt like it was hard to do, but I told my aunt, I cannot not go speak on behalf of her. Mama, yeah. Exactly. You know, I was like, I said, I wouldn't feel right not speaking on my mother. So I yeah. feel like in Vanessa's case, I was like, you're strong for this, but I feel like she knew that she had to go out and talk about her husband and her child. And I'm glad she did in the beginning of the service. Yeah. Because yeah. um, mm-hmm. I feel like it was it was very, everything she said was very appropriate and it set the tone for the rest of the, sh- the rest of the memorial. Um, it was very interesting to me. I feel like when she spoke about Kobe, there was peace on her heart. Mm-hmm. When she spoke about Gianna, there was hurt and mm-hmm. pain in yeah. her eyes. I and it, I, I seen the shift. Like when she spoke about Deanna first, the hurt in her eyes was just like that's her baby girl. That's her she baby got her, girl. She got the number two tattooed on her too. Yeah, yeah. you know. And then when she spoke about Kobe, and and I think that's the thing. I think in marriages, you you have those honest conversations. If I mm-hmm. leave this earth, this is what we do. This is how I want you to move on. This is how you handle stuff. Because she seems like she's handling everything in DC and in order. Mm-hmm. I don't think you ever speak about losing yeah. a child. And they also did, I don't know, when actually he passed, they talked mm-hmm. about that. You know, they were like, we would never take a helicopter because, or together, mm-hmm. Kobe and Vanessa because would never take a helicopter. Because, you know, we can't leave both of the, the kids, we're both going. So, mm-hmm. I definitely agree. I, they definitely talked about this, but, you know, you didn't, I don't think no one ever plans to lose a child. No. And you just hope yeah. to never have to do that. I, again, I just have to commend her. Beyonce sang her tail off. I also just Perfect love to person. see. Um, and and she people, held her hand and, I, I, was she praying with her at mid-service? Possibly. I just, I, I like the I support that she showed her. Mm-hmm. Also, I wanted to shout out to Jimmy Kimmel. He was supposed to bring like some lightheartedness, and I think it was just so hard for him. We saw him break down. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel Shaq's held that. He held well. it. Shaq's speech was great. Oh, Shaq, Shaq brought like a laugh, some laughter. He did. He Michael did. Jordan. Michael Jordan as well. Oh, Michael Jordan broke my heart. Yeah. He broke my heart. It was just it was just a lot, but it's for me, it's like I knew that I would cry, I knew I'd be emotional, but I, I almost I wanted to see it because mm-hmm. I felt like I needed to be present in that moment. Yeah. To definitely. share that. And it's like we're in LA, so it hits us very deeply here. Mm-hmm. Um now another uh I guess father that I do want to mention is Diddy. So Diddy is relaunching making the band on MTV. <laughs> now it has been uh over ten years, guys, been since this show. And has it only been ten years? Over ten years. That was no, yeah. It's I, been been over 10 years. I was a little kid. I was yeah. a kid. My friends are working this show. I think the last time okay. it was yeah, but it's it's been a while. But you guys, we do have the dates for auditions. Him, uh Diddy and his three sons are taking over. I just have questions, you know, because all of his bands have failed and broken apart. There's been drama behind the scenes. What do you guys think of this show? I mean, Diddy is great at reinventing himself. So would you be watching? What do you think? Yes, it's fun. I mean I love <laughs> I love making the band um that when day twenty six I loved um, Danny K. Yes. What was the first group? It was like the, the guy. Band. Yeah, the band. Like yeah. I like. I liked all the groups, but I think that it was very much so like the tension and the jealousy. I think all of them came into it wanted to be solo acts. Danny K. I think they all walked into it. Especially Day Twenty Six. Day Twenty Six. They all walked into it. <laughs> so like, but shit, they're the only ones that are still around touring. 
in something about themselves. But I mean, I, I do, I would say Damien Kane was the most successful. I mean, they had yeah. hits. They had and ring. I will also want to shout out another YouTube channel, Impressive T, uh, the Impressive TV channel. Uh, she's a blogger and she did a, a two-part documentary on Danny Kane where it tells you all about it. So check that out as well. Um, and last but not least, I want to get into the award shows from this weekend. We had the NAACP Image Awards and Rihanna was also being honored with the President's yes. Award, which she looked stunning. So good. Um, and I just love keeping it black. And also, Sierra, you were at the hey. American Black Film Festival Honors. Yay. How was that? You look cute. It was cute. so much fun. It was so, it was actually felt good to be around so many prestigious black yes. women and getting all these phenomenal awards. It was like a room full, and it was just it was just good to take in and be around that. So I loved it. It was fun. It's, it's different it when you're fun. at like black events like that, like it at the, at those awards shows like TV One. Mm-hmm. It's just because it's different. They notice you, and it feels mm-hmm. you feel you feel important, and it's mm-hmm. empowering. You know, some do, some don't, but yeah, we didn't talk about that, right? Um, but yeah, it was very, but on the good note, open up, it was very good. Well, you guys, again, it is uh, since it is February, it is still Black History Month, and this is the last Monday of the month. And let me actually rephrase that. It's a Black History Year. We celebrate it all Period. the time. That's why we are Black Twitter. But we got a shout-out for some of our uh, favorite Black Excellence moments. So who wants to go first? What's your favorite Black Excellence moment? I'll go. Okay, Sierra, what you got? So mine was for Cynthia Irvio. If you don't know Cynthia Irvio, she actually played Harriet in the movie Harriet, and I have to say, you have to go see it. Okay. Uh, she did a phenomenal job. And so she also, uh, at the ABFF Awards last night, she also got the Rising Star Award oh, wow. for Harriet. Awesome. So oh, wow. I was, I just want to commend her for that because, I mean, that's a big role to play, especially you're like your first big break, break role. And she killed it. So I have to give her a shout out to that. Okay. All right. Jay Lamar, what you got? Um, so, of course, mine is Queen B, Beyonce, mm-hmm. all day long. Um, Beyonce has made history in many moments, one of them being Coachella. She was the first woman, yes. black woman, to ever headline Coachella. Just check out this little video. When I was there, I went to Coachella. I had a good time. Uh-huh. Yes. You see how close I was? You was. You was on the was floor. Really he that It was actually amazing. <laughs> <laughs> That's that got that If you ever, I'm sorry, we went as history. A Beyonce concert would make you feel like live life. Like I love Beyonce. I mean, Beyonce is absolutely amazing. She's broken history in so many other ways. Her first six albums were number one. That was the first time any artist have have ever done that. Um, She's the highest paid artist of all time. Beyonce, we love you. You make history. You make black look excellent. Thank you, girl. We love you, Queen B. And then for mine, mine is going to go to the one and only late Kobe Bryant. Um, He did uh, make history uh, two years ago at the Oscars. He won an Oscar for his short uh, animated series called Dear Basketball, and it was beautiful. And he was actually the first athlete to win an Oscar. And the second was Matthew Cherry, who we celebrated this year for winning for uh, Hair Love. Mm -hmm. So congrats to the both of them, but of course to Kobe. And again, we just wish uh, Vanessa Bryant and the entire Bryant family and all their friends uh, our condolences yes. and just so much strength and love and our prayers are with you. In peace. Yes, in peace. And we are going to peace out. Thank you guys for watching Black Titter. But before we go, we got to shout out our social media so you can keep up with us. So, Jay yes. Lamar, where can they find you? You can find me on all social media platforms. <laughs> and I am Jay Lamar. Let's continue the conversation and talk about how good life is. Yes, yes period. And you can find me on my Twitter at Sierra B. Stafford and my Instagram at Sierra Stafford TV. All right, guys. And I'm Jamie Gray. You can find me on Twitter at It's Jamie Gray or on Instagram at Jamie Gray, J-A-I-M-I. See you later, guys. Rest in Bye. peace, Kobe. Yes. <laughs> Oh,
on behalf of our BHL staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in to Black Hollywood Live, the world's first digital broadcast network devoted entirely to urban entertainment and pop culture. Check out our Black Hollywood Live YouTube page for even more great programming and amazing content. And be sure to subscribe and like our channel when you do. I'm your BHL host, Nakia Monet, and you can find me on all social media at Kiki Boom Boom or at Black Hollywood Live. Black Hollywood Live, Hollywood Redefined.